right, rolling again. Uh, welcome everybody this morning, afternoon, wherever you might be. Uh, my name is Earl Pave. I'm Executive Director of Student Services and Support for Natoma School District. And today we have uh, with us my friend Jeremy Green. Hey, hey, hey. Good to be here in the space. Mr. Jeremy D. Wayne Green, school psychologist with y'all here in Natoma's Unified. Really looking forward to this conversation with my good friend and my good partner in crime, Earl Pavale. So, yeah, Jeremy, school psychologist over at um, MP3 this year, um, has a long history. And you've been in Natoma's, we go back, what, five years? Oh, goodness, longer than that. I started as a paid intern in 2012. I was here at Jefferson Elementary School before it became a K-8 Endercombe High School, as well as one of the first at Leroy Green Academy when it was just 7th and 8th grade. So it's been a long time coming, but we're here. We're well, here. we got to get you that badge. How many years is that for you? Oh, well, unofficially they say 8, but I would say 9 because I was paid, you know what I mean? All right, all right. <laughs> if they're going to pay you, it's like you're employed, right? But they have me at the 8-year badge, good, so good, it's all good. good. All right, well, uh, today we're doing our... Uh, we're kicking off these conversations, these podcasts yeah. about uh, timely subjects, important topics. We got a lot of uh, commitments, initiatives in the mix in the district with yeah. um, schools adopting uh, positive behavior intervention support systems, we're yes. adopting restorative practices, really tightening up our training on understanding the impact of trauma on our students. Oh, yeah. And so today it's titled Every Student Needs a Champion. That's our talk, that's a conversation. I think everyone listening here probably got an email at some point in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. of um it was a it was a TED talk of Miss uh, Rita Pearson yeah. you know talking about every every student is a champion and we kind of wanted to take that content and just do more of an informal conversation and I don't know if it's taken to the next level because she's a hard act to beat, but that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every student needs a champion. What's that mean? Yes. Um, you know, she had some pretty awesome uh, quotes. She said, every student, just, every student deserves a champion, an adult who will never give up on them, who understands the power of connection and insists that they become the best they could be. Insists, right? So yeah. you're talking about a champion who is uh, super committed. And uh, we were talking earlier about the word champion, right? One, yeah. In one definition, we can, deter- we can identify the word champion as a noun, the person who comes across the line first. Yeah. A champion's also a verb, right? Yeah. It's a thing we do. We champion students, right? Yeah. So I think that's a conversation. What is a champion? I'll yeah. stop rambling. How you doing, Jeremy? <laughs> Earl, slow down. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're doing great. I mean, the concept of being a champion, right, is really thinking about who is that person, that special person in your life to really inspire you. So when we think about champions in terms of our westernized society, right, just to focus on westernized society because we're here. We're in the United States, right? We think a champion is somebody we see on the TV, gold medals, somebody that's inspiring, somebody who has overcome, quote, unquote, the obstacles and the odds to be successful in their particular craft. But again, when we talk about the champion, right, it's somebody that we see on that TV screen that's like, wow, I can't believe that they had the capabilities to be able to rise above the competition and survive and succeed. So again, when we think about that concept of being a champion in the household, in the community, in the school district and so forth too, who are those leaders? Who are those people in our life that inspire us and so forth too? So being a champion can be just being custodial being superintendent, being district board members, being director, school psychologist, teacher, nurses. There are plenty of champions within this space in the Thomas Unified School District to begin with. 
having the bravery to be able to initiate these kind of topics that we're talking about in terms of trauma-informed practices, trying to be there for our students in the middle of this pandemic that we're still in, right? Being a champion and being brave enough to say, hey, we hear you, we acknowledge you, we're here to build you up and bring you up. And also for us as, you know, coworkers, colleagues, and friends, family members within this district to continuously still try to work as hard as we can to inspire students and the community members here in Antomas and hopefully beyond as being one of the most diverse school districts in the nation. That is being a champion right there, to be able to handle all that stress, all that pressure, and still overcome and survive and be successful and resilient. So once again, when you're talking about champion too, we know it's also community. So all of us have people that are inspirations in our lives, right? People that inspire us day to day. When I think of examples of, you know, champions in my life, right? We can think, you know, typical champions like Michael Jordan, you know, my musical champion was Prince, we, you know, Sade, we can talk about champions like that. But we also think about people that we know every day. You know, my parents are champions in terms of their ability to survive and overcome. Growing up, you know, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, you know, growing up in less than ideal conditions in terms of financially and all the pressures that come, you know, from being people of diversity within such southern situations, right, and being able to overcome and move west, have five kids, be successful. My father has two master's degrees from UC Davis. My mother, like I said, is a mother of five children, which I think sometimes trumps the master's degree, in my opinion, right? <laughs> to be able to raise five go. children healthy, happy, and trying to do the best that they can. That's what makes them champions to me. But also thinking about past teachers I've had. One of my favorite teachers in high school was Miss Catherine Herner. You know, she was my sophomore year, 10th grade English teacher. And I always had an interest of writing. People that know me personally, they know I do the poetry, they know I do spoken word every once in a while, I rhyme, you know, because I'm on time like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, so I've always had that passion for writing. Something that my father, who, like I said, two master's degrees, engineering, mathematics, he's a math teacher at Folsom Lake College. He never really pressured me to do that path because he always saw that, hey, words is something that you are good with, you're strong with that. So let me get you a rhyming dictionary. Let's listen to words, you know, just learn different words together. So again, like going back to that time period with that champion in my life, my sophomore year with Mrs. Herner, she was one of the first people to really make me believe that I was a good writer. Like, you know, she would always say, oh, you're really good. You have a way of thinking that, you know, is like an old soul beyond, you know, your years and so forth too. And so just thinking about that, being a 15, 16-year-old at that time, you know, we, we underestimate how aware our students and our children are sometimes, especially as parents. I'm not a parent myself, but like I said, old as five kids, Mom's the fourth youngest of 13, dad's the youngest of four. I know what good parenting looks like, what it's supposed to look like in my opinion, right? Um, but sometimes we underestimate the words that we tell our children and how they can stick with us. Again, being 15, 16 years old, to have this teacher, different background than me completely in terms of, you know, cultural background, age, all of those things, right? But still, to have that connection, to have that champion to say, look, Regardless of what you may be feeling in this school setting, this school environment, you have a gift, you have a skill that's going to make you very successful and very happy if you continue to allow it to be such. So again, like you're saying with the champion, I had somebody that inspired me, somebody that I saw was very successful, even with all the background struggles that she had in her life, obviously, because living this life can be about struggle, which is part of life, right? To see her be able to, you know, overcome, be in this classroom and connect with somebody like me in terms of my cultural diversity, being black American, Creole American, Louisiana bloodline like, right? And to have that connection right there with somebody who 
inspired me to be the best writer I could be, which has taken me far in life. It's taken me all around the world, working overseas in Shanghai, China, being back here in the Tomas, representing proudly, uh, just to have those positive influences in my life is very powerful. So again, like I said, with the champion concept, you know, we're thinking of those heroes on TV, right? We're thinking of people that inspire us. But every day that we are in this community, in the household, in the school setting, we have champions run, walking amongst us. Yep. And I think that's very important to acknowledge all day, every day. Everyday champions. Everyday and champions. I think that we got everyday champions listening to us today. And, you know, um, that's a big term. It could be intimidating when we got stories of amazing people doing amazing things yeah. and against all odds. And I yeah. think that, you know, maybe we may take a minute to kind of like break down our ideas of like what a champion is in our system, right? Yeah. So champions, are, our teachers are champions on on um, a scale of confidence. Some of them are highly confident. Some of yeah. them are a little intimidated to identify that, right? Some of them are just getting into the job. Some have been doing a long time. Mm -hmm. What are like champion practices? I start to think about uh, if we're going to try and be helpful in a conversation, share some stuff that people might make people think, yeah. you know, I think, you know, I do a lot of behavior training with yeah, yeah. our, our um, various subgroup teams in the district. And, yes. you know, I am always harping on consistency and predictability. Yeah. Right. When we talk about, um, championing students' success and um, increasing resiliency and fostering resiliency, that's going to come from students being in an environvironment where, well, I could I divert just one second to talk about our trauma training. Yeah. What are students always looking for? They're looking for safety and connectedness. Yeah. They don't know those words, but those are visceral feelings they have when they walk through yeah. the school doors. So safety, connectedness. Consistency, consistency, predictability. Yeah. They walk in a class. We've talked about it with lots of teachers about how 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 do they run such amazing classes. We have teachers that have very specific opening rituals they do. We say rituals, but specific things they yeah. do when kids walk in the class, yeah. welcoming them, welcoming them into the classroom, yeah. excited, high expectations, energy that says, "Hey, today's a new day. We're gonna get back at it." Exactly. And um, students walk in, and they in these classes where um, teachers are highly successful. Yeah. The predictability of what happens at the beginning of class is high. Yeah. I know I'm going to roll in. So-and-so is going to high-five me. They're going to call me by name. Yeah. They're going to look at me with that face that says, we got this today, no matter what happened yesterday, because you know students are constantly learning how to get along with each other, learning how to be compliant. They make, they make mistakes. Every day is a new day. Yeah. That is a feature that we can be super consistent on or that's a, that's a that's an area that people could be slipping on because yeah. if folks are coming to class, instructors, secretaries, crossing guards, if we're coming to school wearing our mood on our shoulders, yeah, that's going to be very different every day. I don't know what Mr. Green's going to be looking like. How's he going to be when I come <laughs> on campus today? Because he might have had a bad day the other day, right? So we really are thinking if if when we try to identify like what makes somebody that champion, what that champion that student needs, it's that consistent presentation of this yeah. is who I am all the time, yeah. right? And we don't lead and we don't live by our feelings as much as we lead and live in our jobs by how we know we're supposed to roll. Yeah. Positivity, proactivity, and then preparedness, right? So, you know, those are consistency and predictably highly huge um, levers, easy levers for a teacher to pull, yeah. a staff member to pull. Um, to increase probability of a highly effective educational environment. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've always appreciated the term dignifying errors. Yeah. 
right? So what's that mean? You know, when we talk, what's a champion? A champion, I believe, dignifies errors of students all throughout the day because kids are going to make mistakes all day. They're going to break the rules. They're going to get out of line. They're going to say something they shouldn't. And every one of us as adults has an opportunity opportunity to put them on blast, as they say, right? Mm -hmm. Um, pop them in front of everyone and be and be loud about it. Yeah, you have you have champions that will see an error, and they respect where that kid's at, and they'll come alongside and do something quiet. Yeah. Come alongside and do something nonverbal that just says that you know that I know that okay we're gonna be let's let's tighten that up and get back, get moving again right. That whole interchange of correction, that whole interchange of dealing with behavior, is. Um, highly dependent if we're going to have a positive outcome of um, dealing with a behavioral interaction if we lace that with dignity and respect that hey everyone's got to go through this the probability that student responding positively shoots up the roof yeah right and it maintains relationship and it maintains connectivity and it contributes to hey this is a safe place I can be who I am, and if I get a little out of line, Mr. Green, he's, he's not going to put me on blast. He's going to come check in with me. I know that when we've thought about what is a champion, we, we, we think of people who are really curious in this world, want to understand what makes people tick. Yeah. You know, the best way as a leader to maybe give correction to a student or give, you know, some tricky feedback to an employee, it, let's just frame whatever we want to say as a question. Because if we frame what we want as a question, and these are just my random thoughts, Mm -hmm. if we ask more questions of our students and stay more curious, we are communicating to them that they got the answers. We know they got them. We're going to help pull them out, right? So we lead and and, and we roll with consistency, predictability, curiosity. Every one of those people that you just described, they're very curious about what's making you tick. Jeremy, all the people that you talked about, Mm -hmm. they respect your experience, the things that they know about you, and they respect the things that they they don't know. Yeah. Right? We don't take that stuff for granted. We've talked, we've had visuals that we've done in trainings where we put a big old iceberg up on the the wall, right? And you should see the tip of it. You know, when we talk about a champion, how do you think a a person who's going to champion the success of students views that iceberg? Yeah. And I think the reality is with champions, you know, uh, you know, they are role models, whether or not they, you know, want to be recognized as such, you are a role model, you are a source of inspiration. So when we think about, you know, how we lead, you know, in terms of this work that we do, regardless of our titles, because we all are educators, and that's facts in my, you know, heart of hearts, you know, how am I inspiring? And how am I honoring as well? You know, I think, you know, uh, some athletes like Candace Parker, WNBA, Serena Williams, you know, tennis superstars, they live authentic lives in terms of, you know, I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve, through the frustration, the challenges, the pains, in terms of societal, in terms of the game of, you know, sport and so forth too, I'm going to be authentically myself. And I'm also going to know that in the end of the day, people are looking to me to inspire, to give hope. But at the same time, I also know that it isn't about me, right? So whether that's within the classroom setting, within the community and so forth too, I know that I have to inspire that hope within you in order to hopefully be able to draw from that, that wellspring of hope and to be inspired to be the most successful person that you can be, to see the talent in you, to see the ambition in you, to see the skill in you, but always to be led by your narrative, by your story, your authentic self. One of the things I always say is, you know, I tell people they're amazing, you know, and some of that might seem like new wave or, you know, kind of simplistic advice or whatever, but I don't think in this society and in this world today, especially still within this pandemic, we honor the fact that we're still within this, that we have enough people saying, you know what, you're amazing. And here's why. And then being that mirror for people, to bring that hope again, 
and inspire. It's really powerful, especially for our children. A lot of them are going through what we say is a traumatic event. Yes, trauma-informed practices is about your whole narrative, your whole story, your whole background. But right here in this time period, we all are experiencing various levels of trauma. Whether we're aware of it or not, it is what it is. So again, like you're saying, cultivating those safe spaces where our students can be brave, whether that's in the classroom environment, Take whether risks. That's, or whether that's in the home environment, yep. the community, and so forth, too. I just want my students to be brave enough to be able to come towards me and say, this is who I am. This is my story. This is my narrative. And in my opinion, that's what being a champion is being about. It's just being brave enough to put yourself out there in that positive, pro-social, healthy way and saying, this is who I am. And thank you for that, Mr. Yeah. Green or Mr. Paveo or whoever. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and that's all I need. I just want to inspire hope in the future. I think it's a great word. It's inspiring. When we think of champions, every student yeah. needs a champion. Every student needs somebody to inspire them that I want to grow up and I want to be effective like that person. When that person walks through the room, people feel good. People yeah. feel like it's going to be okay. Yeah. People like being around that person. That's who I want to be. Yeah. Inspire, inspiration is a, is a great um, and also, concept, man. And also, like you're saying, too, you know, not necessarily, you know, following my lead because my lead is also full of pitfalls and mistakes, too, because I'm not infallible. I'm not infallible. I'm human. Right. But at the same time, to take, you know, these lessons that I've learned in this short lifespan that I've existed in. Right. And to be able to build your own path and your own background and so forth, too. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing to acknowledge, like you said, that we all make mistakes and so forth, too. That's it. You know what? I, that's exactly what Ms. Rita said as well. While she's saying that, you know, Champions are those who understand the power of connection and they insist on what students being the best they can be, yeah. high expectation. Yeah. Champion also is the first one ready to say, Hey, I messed up. Yeah, exactly. right. I'm a person, I try to be on my game every day, yeah. but yesterday I was crabby and I might have kind of came at you a little. So I'm sorry about that, right? That's inspiring for a student to see a secretary be able to come back and be like, You know what, you came up and I was, I was doing a lot of things, I was frustrated. I apologize. There's amazing power in just getting on the same level and speaking with our students as they're just humans too. Yeah. We're just humans. Yeah, I'm an adult. You're doing your thing. I'm doing. We got to work. We're a team. We got to work together. Yeah. And I think that um, never underestimate the power of being an adult who's vulnerable to a kid. That's okay. Yeah. That is okay. And you know, like we talk about resiliency, and we talk about all those factors involved. You know, just having one champion, one adult that you know it's there for you, you know, through thick and thin, and gives you that kind of love and support, that could be enough to overcome a good portion of things, uh, to come overcome that trauma and so forth too, you know, with the right coping skills and resources and things like that. But just being that one adult, you know, Sunday, you know, morning cartoon inspiration, Saturday morning cartoon, as that may sound, just being there for somebody, being that champion, and even like for coworkers too, you know, for our community as well. You know, just being able to know where our bucket is in terms of how filled it is to be able to give that love and support and that hope to others. Yeah, man, I think that this whole conversation really, it, it dovetails like into all the work we're doing. Yeah. Um, when we talk about every student needs a champion, you know, we're talking about every school needs to have yeah. restorative features. Yeah. Restorative features in discipline, restorative features in building community in classrooms, yeah. classroom meetings, yeah. really getting on the level with students and being okay to be all in a circle on the same level. Let's have exactly. a conversation together, yeah. right?
And I think that there's power in leaning into that. And we don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how the classroom meeting is going to go. You don't know what the student's going to say. And maybe it gets awkward. (laughs) But students are what? They're watching us, right? They're watching us how we reflect. They're watching us manage awkward situations sometimes through staying curious. Like, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. Or I'm wondering if that's a good thing for us to be doing right now. Does anybody have a comment? You know, just... I think sometimes when we say build community, I wonder if it's intimidating for some folks that are like, I don't even know how to get in the front door with that. But it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, it's really yeah. doing exactly what we're saying because yeah. we're small communities in classrooms. The front office of the school is a small community. We develop norms. And yeah. if we're intentional about it, we increase the probability of those environments being highly effective, safe, connected, understood, predictable environments, right? Yeah. Um, No, I totally agree. I think at the end of the day, you know, to kind of wrap up the conversation, uh, you know, for me, I always say this all the time, and everybody from this district and even all the way to Shanghai, China, knows that I'm here as an advocate and a supporter. And I tell, you know, every family, every student, every teacher, every colleague of mine that at the end of the day, I'm here to support them, to build them up. I truly live that principle and mantra. And if that makes me a champion, then so be it. But at the end of the day... We all are here together, and we're trying to do the best we can to support our youth and to support each other. Yeah, man, we got all kinds of things we could talk about, so we're definitely going to have to run this back again. Yeah, no worries. I love again. that. So, um, but we could probably cut off right now by just you know reiterating that a champion in Atomas is not that one person across the line. No. We can have schools full of them, yep. and we assume, I have high, high assumptions that we do have schools full of champions that without are question. all on their journey, right? Yeah, without question, whether that's advocate, hero, you know, when a hero comes along with the strength to carry on, like Mariah Carey would tell you, <laughs> you know, however you might define it, at the end of the day, believe that that's who you are. Like my grandmother, Picola Hardnett Green would say, all is well. So much love, man. I appreciate this. All right, man. Well, thank you, Jeremy. We'll do this again. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you. This podcast is a production of the Natomas Unified School District. You can find our podcast online in the Apple Store, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the Natomas Unified School District website at www.natomasunified.org. You can also locate our episodes on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Natomas Unified.